Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly brought to you by the great people at Gamesurplus.com. Hey there, this is episode 7 of Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss Dragon Castle and Five Tribes. What is a Cardboard Cohort? Well, Cardboard Cohorts are board gamers banded together who support and inspire one another and become colleagues and friends in the board gaming community. And with that being said, we would like to support the good, the bored, and the ugly. They have a podcast on iTunes, and they record weekly live stream YouTube content. So please check them out. Welcome back. We are episode seven, and uh, I'm happy that this is still continuing like it uh, it has been. Yeah, we, ha- we, 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 ha- we had a little bit of a break there. Yeah, we had a little bit of a break, you know, being uh, teachers. Uh, we we oh my gosh, have some responsibilities was... and final exams are coming. Oh so. my gosh, you got so busy there for a while. Oh yeah, oh yeah, assignments and assignments and, and uh, how, marking how do we and say? Marking and marking. Fear and negotiations. Oh yeah, my, my classroom consistently for the past couple of weeks have smelt of fear and cigarettes. <laughs> uh, and it's high school, just so that, you know. Oh yeah, the the, yeah. the, the frame, the frame, the context. Yeah, uh, yeah. Either that, people are thinking uh, it's either high school or it's Quebec. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So we, uh, we with both these games, the uh, connection that we have that we discovered is that uh, the, in the mechanisms with Dragon Castle, it's basically mahjong. Right, mahjong tiles, but and in good. five, tri- yeah, Ed, but it's good. And five tribes um, comes from the original, probably the oldest game because of its. Uh, they've found uh, evidence at the base oh, yeah, of some rich. pyramids in Egypt. So um, that whole Moncala system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, you've played five tribes probably a hundred times more yeah, than I our, have. Our, our little bumper about. Uh, Based on the formation of incomplete information, Five Tribes is probably one of my most played um, games in my collection because this is one that my wife and I quite enjoy the two-player experience. So basically this episode is going against all the philosophy of the episode is to not play a game that much and spout well, out my, your... my My perspective is probably still <laughs> incomplete because my wife consistently lays down a beat down when it comes to this game. Well, you keep telling me that's like, oh yeah, we played five tribes again and my wife laid the boots to me. Oh yeah. Uh, she's got systems and ways of analyzing things way beyond what my capabilities she are. She looks at all the uh, connections with that whole beautiful mind kind of overlay with the oh, numbers yeah. and the without, arrows. Without and... even thinking about it. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to get things going with, uh, with, Sounds good. with Dragon Castle. Um, it's uh, and I'm going to try my best at not butchering the names of the designers, but it's designed by Halmar Hak, Luca Ricci, Lorenzo Silva. Artist is Sinyi Chin, and the publisher is Simon Games. Well done. Oh, thank you, thank you. I feel like, uh, like I should get an award for that. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. There we go. <laughs> um, so it uh, let's get into some nuts and bolts, and I, I, I like the dramatic reading. So here we go. 
the Dragon Castle, the most ancient and important center of power in the realm, is in decline. Its power and influence have been fading for decades. Now that it has lost the favor of the mighty Elder Dragon, the people are abandoning the city in search of a new home where they can live a long and prosperous life. And you, the lords of the nearby realms, are more than eager to welcome them. It's your chance to get out from beneath the Dragon Castle's shadow and rise to power. But can you earn the trust and support of the Almighty Spirits? Can you gain the favor of the Elder Dragon? Will you build the next Dragon Castle? So in, um, as it says here, Dragon Castle is a game freely inspired by the traditional Chinese game of Mahjong or Mahjong or Mahjong. Um, how, many, I, how many more variations do you got? I, you all, <laughs> give me some coffee and we'll see you in an hour. Uh, pick tiles from the crumbling dragon castle and use them to build your own castle. Create sets of tiles of the same type and build shrines on top of them to score points. Ask for the help from the spirits and unleash their powers. But beware, you'll have to please the requests of the elder dragon to grab victory. So that is, in my uh, um, interpretation, the nuts and bolts of it. We get a good sense of what the game's going on. And for those people who have played Mahjong, which I have not, and I, I didn't even play it on the computer. I mean, that's the first thing you told me was, I played lots of this on the computer. Oh, yeah, it was just like a little activity to is, pass the time. Was it one of those uh, freebies with the windows? Usually. Yeah, it's yeah, like Solitaire, it or sorry, Klondike, Mahjong, and... Uh, Pinball. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Basically, the, to go through the mechanisms, it's tile drafting. Like you have this this common stack of tiles. And what I really like about this game is that the, the book itself gives you several different varieties of, of different um, dragon castles that you can build. Because uh, you start off, I think the highest stack of tiles is three tiles high. And then there's just a variety of, of I would say, topography of, of these tiles as they vary from three, two, down to one. Um, there's, so there's tile drafting in that manner. There's pattern building because you have to look at your own um, castle that you're building and try to connect the colors. Not necessarily the, sim the similar symbols, but at this stage, um, when you uh, consolidate, you're trying to have patterns of colors that are orthogonally co connected. Um, uh, and then within that is pattern recognition, being able to see on that dragon castle uh, common tiles, common colors, common symbols, and obviously tile placement because um, like, I mean, the first thing I thought of was Ticket to Ride where you're, where you're cashing in you know, a set of four trains for so many points or a set of five trains for so many points. In right. this case, you're consolidating those similar colored tiles um, and it's a, uh, the once you get four orthogonally connected tiles, you must consolidate. So your placement on your board, I've seen people start to have groups of three so that they can chain up like a, a mm. seven tile connection for seven points or an eight tile connection for eight points. But right. that, that was the part that I on my very first playthrough that that was the part that I needed to understand because yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, I'm put four here now and now it's four and then you're like well okay now you flip them all over i'm like um what yeah 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 so then to be able to, to, to strategically place them so that when i do draft some tiles put them down now i've made a six um six area rather than just a bunch of little four areas yeah there. and and i think i mean what i saw with your learning curve and the same with mine was at the beginning, do you want to start to create this base? Because as it says, 
um, when you have at the end of the game, and I'll get through the scoring um, next, but you want to try to play the short game as well as play the long game in regards to getting those three high level tiles with the shrine on top for end of game victory points. Mm -hmm. Um, I might as well get to that. Um, How do you win? Most victory points, how do you score these victory points? That's the cool part I like about this game. Um, so I'm gonna, uh, the way I teach it, I always go backwards. You start with victory points. How do you make victory points? Well, it's putting a shrine roof on top of a, a stack. Yeah, consolidated set of tiles. And then for each color, there's a specific uh, reward. If it's uh, the, the, the common resource tiles, I think it's uh, red, yellow, and green. You, when you consolidate, you only have the right to put one shrine roof on top. Um, when you have black or red, um, you get to put two, up to two shrine roofs on top of your consolidated piles. And the pink one, which is the rares, um, you get to put two, ta- uh, two shrines on top and you get a victory point. And what we noticed, and I've still noticed, is that the point spread from last to first is very tight. Like, I mean, with us, it was 28 to 31 or something like that at oh, a four player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the la- between last place and first place was, I think, the most that we've saw was like five points. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, the other day, I played with my daughter and my wife, and we were like, you know, 33, 34, 35. And, and my nine year old daughter beat us. Nice. It was, it was like watching, it's, it's if you've so ever cool. seen the movie Searching for Bobby Fisher, <laughs> it felt like I'm playing chess and my kid's running around the house doing stuff, runs up to the board, doesn't move and runs away. And I'm, I'm scratching my head going, <laughs> she's working me. I know she is. But, um, and, and to that point, my nine-year-old daughter excelled at this game for some reason. She, it just, she said, I could just see what I should do, and I started building. Spatial reasoning. Absolutely. So you have end-of-game conditions where you have a shrine on top of a three-level tile or higher gives you three points, two-level tile gives you two points, and a one-level tile with a shrine on top gives you one point. As I was mentioned before, when you consolidate colors, those sets give you running victory points as well. So you can see how people are doing and and if you have to hit the panic button in regards to oh, i gotta do some consolidating of four or five colors just to catch up or you can play that long game like i've seen other people and you've got like you know different colors just ready to unleash and um the idea it took me a while to understand this idea of once you consolidate they turn white which means that that space is still open for building and you have to look from a top view, top down view so that you can see what's open on your board because you might have a tile that's a green tile but it's it's like on the bottom ground of your of your player mat and then you might have right beside it a tile that is three levels higher um so yeah there's there's all these dynamics to put into play um is there a unique mechanism no i mean it's mahjong yeah not really and it's just that whole thing too of taking tile and I put it on my board, and where do I put it on my board so that I can maximize my my potential scoring? That, yeah. That, that, that's been done in other games differently, but, it's, yeah, it's not unique. It's just it's a, it's fun, though. Yeah, and I don't know the rules in Mahjong, but um, in this game, you can only select a tile that you can see the long edge on. If you yeah, can't see very, the long edge, you yeah, can't very, take it. Very similar, yeah. Okay. Um, that I, th- being, I think in Mahjong it's... Um, 
one of the outer edges has to be exposed. Yeah. That being said, um, when it's your turn, you have three, potentially four choices. Um, at the beginning of each turn, you have to take a tile from the topmost level, and then you have three options after that. So after you take your tile from the topmost level, you can take a matching identical symbol and color tile anywhere from the board that follows the rules of you know the long edge showing. Um, or you can take that first initial tile and a shrine roof because you're going to need to collect them. Or this third one, my daughter used this brilliantly all the time. You can take a tile and get rid of it for a vic burn it for a victory point. So she was surgical in removing tiles from the board that were that I needed, and she smiled at me like she was stealing her allowance. I'm just gonna. Pick this away, and you're just gonna cry about oh, it. Oh yeah, and of course it was this, you know, the nice, you know, Daddy, are you collecting pink? Well, yes, I am. That's too bad. <laughs> Zoink! <laughs> um, I'm so offended and proud at the same time. Um, so yeah, there's not really any unique mechanism. It's just mahjong. But I really like that that um, consolidation system. Now, I never played Mahjong, so I don't know if that's no, what you well, do. Well, Mahjong is just usually just an activity where you're just trying to clear off all of the tiles off of the, 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 the structure. Yeah. That's, been, that, that's literally the activity. And if you did it, then they give you another, like the next quote-unquote level, which okay. is a different pattern. And you're trying to clear off the... Just, just be pretty much be a, <laughs> pick up all of them. Okay, so this game's way more interesting because as you're describing that in my head, I'm th- I'm thinking, yeah, I'm already I'm already lost. Yeah. I'm already bored. Just in Mahjong, you always have you have to take two tiles oh, that okay. match. Okay, exactly. So, yeah, I think I think I like this one a lot better. Um, well, what they what they literally did is they took Mahjong and they actually turned it into a game. Put a theme on it. If, yeah. Well, Theme that's a some mechanism. Quote, quote unquote theme. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they, that's they, true. They, they they turned an activity and actually turned it into a way to make it a game where you score points. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, opinions. So let's look at um the outside in theory. So box art. I've I totally appreciated the box art. It was very now again. I don't have an art history degree. I don't have you know, um, any concepts of, uh, of art from, uh, uh, you know, Asia or, or ancient, um, uh, oh, China. Look it, oh, look, it's pretty. Yeah. Well, it, it, to me, it had all the necessary clues to bring my, um, opinion and perception to that area, to that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like if I said, if I was an art history major, I might pick out some details going, oh, they never had that in the, you know, the Qin dynasty, which is, I believe, where Mahjong originated from. So the art, yes, I liked it. It was appealing. The, the, t- the, the, the symbols and the colors on the tiles um, were great. I mean, it was unique. It was, it was very colorful. It was very, um, it, um, my visual spectrum was full of color and of, you know, um, dynamic uh, art, I would say. Yeah, and, and they did a really good job too. Um, if if you are if you're colorblind too, because like the red tiles yeah. were all like swords. Yeah. So at least you at least you knew there was that, a theme. Yeah, that, the that red was were, military. That's right. Yeah. Or, or then then there's like the, the the pinks were always like these swirly dragons. The dragons. Yeah. And then the like the, the the resource colors were, yeah. So 
so, 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 so the if iconography you had, if, was. If you had a hard yeah. time distinguishing colors. Um, they did a good job of uh, at least the colors all had the same type of symbol. The grouping them, yeah. And I, you know, again, I'm I don't have color blindness, but I think the at least from my perception, there was there weren't any two colors that were close that could be no. left, you know, um, um, kind of yeah. unthought they're, of. They're the only one I can see a potential if you're colorblind. It was the pink and the, the red. The pink one, yeah. The pink and the red, but the red was a distinct the, enough. Uh, red. Yeah, and the tones were so off. Yeah. Um, components. I'm a big fan. Like I love those heavy clay poker chips, and those mahjong tiles. Yeah, they they were they were awesome. Oh, yeah, they, had, I, they had a really nice weight to it, them, and it did not feel cheap. No, that to me that's yeah. If there's a component and it's on a cheap side, the game system better be you know um, uh, superior to compensate for that. I'm just. My 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 little qualm, and it's just so tiny. Yeah, anything. I'm just never a fan of like the like the the, the paper player mats. The paper that, player that, mat that, that you get, that you build that you build on. That was always feel cheap to me. Like terraforming Mars yeah. did that, and but there then there's a whole also bunch of the, other games that do it too. Yeah, there's also the argument too, though that that you got to keep price point in mind. Well, exactly. Yeah, and that, so, that's my only. I, I'm I'm a I'm a snobby spoiled gamer, <laughs> and I, I I like my upgraded deluxified components and little. But if, in, if that's the only thing that you can pick that, on that, it. That's, that's the only, only component yeah. thing. So, yeah, don't just take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. The, uh, so the rule book, um, readability, learning curve, um, I have to admit, I cheated. I watched Rodney. Watch it played. Yep. And, um, so hey, I'm Rodney not, A. Um, a. So, yeah, that's usually my go-to is, uh, is uh, try to find a YouTube, watch it, and then go to the rule book. And and go through those details that I thought. Oh, if there's a situation, you know, create a situation. You had, is there a rule? Is there like a deeper level, you know, um, exception to the rule or point two kind of thing? And the book did a really good job on explaining, uh, without being overwordy. Um, I think it was pretty straightforward. And they say it's eight and up. So my theory is, if it's eight and up, then an eight year old should be able to grab that rule book and start reading it. Which I mean, if you're designing uh, that, a game a for an eight-year-old, yeah, I mean, so a lot of times I'll take the rule book and I'll give it to my daughter and go, "You read this aloud to me and see if we can understand, and see if you can understand it." That's I think that's my litmus test now Ooh, for that, that's a that's a good test. Yeah, because as far as designers and you know and uh, publishers go, you that's if that's who you're selling it to, then you better be able to communicate to that level. Um, I really liked, oh, we for, we left out and we can include it here. I really liked in the book where they gave us these um, examples of, here's a good dragon castle for two players. Here's a good dragon castle for three mm, players oh or four yeah. players. Yeah, that, that, that whole variety, that map variety of all these different structures that you can start with. And We didn't talk about the dragon cards and the animal cards. Well, I was waiting for you to kind of bring it because that kind of, that, that spiced <laughs> up the game just a little bit that I would say, why didn't we play with these in the first game? Like, like these are amazing. Yeah. Well, the base game, I'm, I'm, I like understanding and being efficient at the base game before I introduce stuff like this. Um, but the dragon cards, but give me, give me more, give me more. Yeah. The dragon cards create um, alternate uh, rules, I guess, uh, for end of game scoring. Those are all the dragon cards. Um, the ongoing 
game action, those are the animal cards. And, and there was one where when you pick your, remember that one? When you pick your first tile, you can also pick the one beside it. Right. Which changed everything. And and, and the particular map that we played, that ability came in huge. Oh, yeah, we had the Forbidden City where there was a big It was the big wall gate. around. Oh, yeah. And everything was like, we're never going to get to the inner pieces. Then you flipped over that animal card. I'm like, no. Oh, okay, okay, I'm not worried now anymore. Now we can get into now those we can interior get into pieces, those, yeah. A lot faster. And I think there's 20 cards of each. So right there, there's enormous oh. variability. Yeah. Um, and and as I said, I mean, I, we didn't, I forgot to even mention that, which says something about the base game on its own. So I'm happy with that. Um, We're also going to get variability on just the way the tiles get shuffled and built well, into yeah. the structure. So yeah, it's just like your typical, like it is like Mahjong where the tiles get shuffled, they form the structure, and now can you clear out all the tiles? And you have no idea what's underneath certain mm -hmm. tiles. So I, yeah, I, I'm the more I play this, the more I appreciate this, the more I understand, and that whole that whole saying that Capstone has simply complex. It's a simple game, but if if you apply your brain to the strategy involved it can it can become and develop into a complex game oh exactly and especially with those dragon cards where the the changes one slight thing on the end game scoring that, that oh was, yeah what was the what was the one uh, oh your 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 shrines if your shrines are built oh, next to the a pink, pink tile there was an it, it kind of like there was an extra level yeah so now strategically you have to say do i sacrifice consolidating pink tiles in regards to using them as bonus hits so, and during this discussion, we're kind of crossing into game system and style and unique mechanisms. And I'm going to go straight to this whole, does it all connect? I think they did, the designers did a great job and a great homage um, to Mahjong. And of course, with the footnote that I've never played Mahjong before, but if, if like you said, it's just that tile collecting thing, adding this, I guess uh, story and this this theme and this game wrapped around an activity, as as you so eloquently put mm. it, um, I think it connects well. And my wife and my daughter like it. So to me, they're they're like bits, right? They're zero or one. They either like it or they don't like it, and they yeah, like it, this game. It's it's a it's a fun puzzle. Yeah, it is a fun puzzle. Now, does it connect to the theme of what they? But the overview said, or am, am I this builder that's taking this rubble from this crumbling castle and I'm building it? <laughs> I don't think I don't think once in our place there I thought that I'm like, oh, I'm I'm building my own little castle. I'm, I'm like, starting my own dragon city. No, I'm I'm putting pieces down to a puzzle so that I can score more points than Norm. Yeah, that's my goal. How can I build and make points? Yes. So basically, when you and I play, it's it's motivated by spite. Yes. All right. Every time. My all of my successes in life are I'm I'm the youngest in the family, so I have two older brothers that will always look at me and go, "Yeah, I don't think you can do that." Well, th that's when you just kind of drop the gloves and go, "All right, I'm going to do it just because." Bring it on, buddy. Yeah. But I've the, I've done things I don't want to do just because of brotherly like, spite. But just reiterating, they 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 took the activity and they turned it into a game, yeah. which was fantastic. Um yeah, it's, no, it's fantastic. I remember something that you had said that this is fun now, but I don't think a year oh. from now I'll still be playing it. And and when you said that, I, that's every time I play, I have that in the back of my head going, does this have legs? Does this have a longevity on my shelf? Yeah, like right now I'm saying it's a good game based on activity. 
in a year from now, am I just going to think that this game is just an activity? Is it just, is, or is, is it, it a filler? Is it a filler? Is it a, is this going to replace all those other puzzly like games that we like to enjoy? Am I, is it going to stay on my shelf? Is it, or is something else going to come out down the line that's going to replace this? Here's a question. Does this game now create a, um, a gateway? Is this a nice gateway game for non-gamers? Oh, oh yeah. Any, anybody can pick this up. Yeah. Yeah, this would definitely be get do something to get like it a, a, young, a younger audience into into gaming, um, people that are not traditionally into board games in general. Yeah, this one would feel a little niche. Or like people that. that don't want to spend forty five minutes learning a game before they start playing a game. Well, yeah, like this is a perfect like uh, school type of game because it is a fast teach, uh, quick play time. And it's competitive. Yeah. I mean, any time that you have from last place to first place a range of like four or five points, that's gonna people are gonna look at each other and go again. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I like that. My conclusion, um, it <laughs> I, I'm a sucker. Well, if my, we'll have to wait a year from now. Yeah. If my well, and then and the, of course, if my daughter likes it because she's turning into. The in in our household, she's turning into my go-to gaming buddy. So if my daughter That's likes awesome it, to hear too. then then I'm I'm happy because then I know now that we are starting to create our you know repertoire of games. And if, right. and and this is a game that I don't mind like putting on the table at any moment. Yeah, this is a really good this is a really good example of this is like um, part of the hotness right now. Um, I want to, I want to see if it's going to remain in the hotness. Is it going to remain being one of those mm-hmm. ones that kind of I'll, I'll come back to, or will come back to every now and then, because I, I don't know that I, I've heard a lot of people talk about this board gaming burnout because of all, all uh, how many games and actually quality games that are coming out, but are not getting the attention and love that they need to be like, there's some awesome games out there. But I've, I'm still playing games from last year. Well, and I keep using that metaphor of the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many good yeah, bands out there, college-level right bands. And, I mean, then you go to go down to the States, and all of a sudden you hear their college music scene, and you think, man, how come I haven't heard this stuff? So as far as, as, far as like, the entertainment industry, I, I think that's a, a good problem to have, maybe, that there's... Oh, oh, oh definitely. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to say... For me pers- personally, and other people are feeling it, um, this is a, a a good game. This is a great game. But I'm wondering if this might be overshadowed by other things that are yeah. being released right now, or are going to get released. And well, what I've what I what I liked seeing, following some people on Twitter and other podcasts, are um, the some of the heavy gamers are having really good experiences with this game with their. Uh, you know, with their significant others, and 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 when I say that, typically, and I'm coming from my perspective, my wife isn't in the board game hobby. She yeah, well, my, loves mine, mine neither. She loves reading books. So if I can draw her away from her passion to participate with something that that I'm passionate about, and she likes it, then in my head, I'm thinking everybody wins. Yeah, the designer, the publisher, me, the family, my daughter, right? right? I'm so. 
when I see other people saying, yeah, my wife loves this one, and I, as a heavy gamer, and some of them are like 18xx types going, I can see um, where I can enjoy myself in this game. Right. So, yeah. And, and I'm an Omni gamer. I'll if, it, if it's a game, I'll more than willingly play yeah. it at any point in time. So I, I guess that kind of rounds my conclusion is that I, I like it, and I'm and I want to s- still pay attention to what it offers, and and I'm happy to uh, to see in the future maybe more cards come out for dragon cards or animal cards. But right now, as it stands, I haven't even gone through those ones yet, so oh, no, I can't like, be. Like, a, like, there's a, there's a nice little stack of them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you played it. Same 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 opinion conclusion. Yeah, it, it no, it's a great it's a great game. Um, I like that they took Mahjong and they turned it into a game where I can score points and I can be competitive and everything like that. Uh, I just have to wait to see if it's got the longevity that that <laughs> I hope that I hope I hope I hope that we can go like two or three months from now and say, hey, let's take that out again. We we, we haven't played Dragon Castle in a while. I want to play Dragon Castle. I'm like, oh right. I've just I was starting to laugh when you're saying that because you said it takes an activity and turns it into a game, and I thought, well, we need to work on darts now. <laughs> <laughs> that could be bad. <laughs> please, dart, nobody dart, make it. Please, no, nobody dart, make darts it. Darts is a fantastic yeah. game. I'm actually one of those guys. I'll, I'll actually watch darts. On 140. 190. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Let's take that as our transition moment, and I'm oh. going to hand this off to Ryan. Now, this this is actually pretty unique because usually I am the new hotness, and you're the... Oh class, yeah, we flip flopped. Uh, we flip flopped today. You, you had the kind of like the new hotness, and I'm kind of going to go back a few years to the wonderful year of 2014, and the game that I'm going to talk about is Five Tribes, uh, designed by Bruno Cathala. Love me, Bruno Cathala games. Bruno. Oh, he's got so so many good ones. Um, artist being Clement Mason, and of, of course the the publisher, uh, the very wonderful uh, Days of Wonder. And this one gorgeous has a, games. Oh, one one of those. This is a, a shiny example of their gorgeous productions. Great insert of the box and everything like that. Uh, I'll give you the overview of Five Tribes because I actually ne- up until this morning I actually never read this. Okay, well before you start that, I want to um, bring us back to one of those discovery moments when we were doing research, and and what's the uh, the title Five oh, Tribes? So so, so the, the yeah. act, the, now the, you know the actual going. the actual uh, title is Five Tribes. The Jinns of Nakala, and one. Of what the, did you discover? One of the mechanisms it in in Five Tribes is taking that Moncala, uh, pick up everything off of a tile and move them around. And during my reading about Moncala, um, in in these um, uh, where's the 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 far eastern countries, yep. um, their their version of Moncala is called Nakala. Uh, simply just meaning to move. And so when it says the jinns of Nakala, that's the actual call to like, yeah, we're using the Moncala to move our, to to move our, to move our tribes around the board. I just thought that was really neat. I didn't actually research. I just thought, Hey, that's a really cool name. And, and of course being the teacher geeks right away, I'm, I'm big smile on my face because I just think someone did their research. And we had a, and that, that's a nice little conversation piece too when you're actually playing this game with some people. You could, yeah, you could show how how much of a big forehead you have. Did you know <laughs> did that? The, oh, did you know that Nakala? Let me take my monocle out. 
Perfect. All right, so I cut you off. Let you. Let okay, let's let's get right into the nuts and get, bolts. Nuts and bolts, and here's the overview, um, uh, from from the rule book. So, crossing into the land of one thousand and one nights, your caravan arrives at the fabled Sultanate of Nakala. The old Sultan just died, and control of Nakala is up for grabs. The oracles foretold of a strangers who would maneuver the five tribes to gain influence over the legendary city state. Will you fulfill the prophecy, invoke the old jinns, move the tribes into position at the right time, and the sultanate may become yours? Ooh. So five tribes, it, it, it's, a, it's a game that has a, a few unique, uh, well, not, they're not unique, but a few mechanisms kind of going on. Um, the main one is this being able to move you, uh, move the pieces around the board, move the meeples, the tribes around the board using this Moncala system um, system and when i refer to the moncala system is I, I i select everything that's on that tile i pick everything up uh and then i move it orthogonally so left right up and down around this board and i drop pieces off every now and then and then where i end my movement the last piece that i place down that's where i'm going to take my action from or actions or, too. A, or yeah. act in this in this case actions like yeah. moncala was you select all the beads or yeah. items out of the one bowl and you move them, I think, in a cl uh, counterclockwise yeah. fashion. And then wherever you end up. If yeah. you end up in your own Moncala pot, you get another turn. Yes. If you end up in an empty pot and there's something, there's some um, pieces opposite you, you get to claim those. Right. Yeah. So so in, in this case, so you got that that action and that, that's going to lead to a whole s slew of different types of actions that you can you can take, and I'll get into those later. Oh, this game is just so juicy. Um, there's there's elements of set collecting in, in, the, in the market cards yep. that you can collect. Um, there's even kind of like a, a, an auction to... With, oh, for uh, player order. For, for the player order, yeah. the turn order in, in the track. So lots of... Uh, a modular board, too. The, the board is all these... Just these tiles that have all been shuffled and randomly placed into this grid. Part of me thinks that this is like a Bruno kitchen sink game because... There's like you just auction I'm, I'm gonna, tiles. I'm going to take. Oh, well, let's see here. What what are the five mechanisms that I can use in this game? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to set collecting, grid movement, uh, modular boards, um, auctioning. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> oh well, and, and then the 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 gins. Oh yeah, and then like special like uh, let's introduce special powers that you can accumulate over the course of the game. Like it's just, it's through the roof of 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 how many, but how they all intertwine. And I'll get into the, how they yeah. all intertwine together. Um, really, really, really neat. Um, so how do you win in five tribes? Well, score points. Yep. <laughs> it all comes down to victory points. How are you going to become the sultanate? Score points. The more points you can score, the better you're going to do. So, and this is, I've had this discussion with a lot of people that I argue that this is a point salad type of game. Uh-huh. Other people say, well, no, that's not a point salad. But I'm like, well, let's see here. I, I can get I can get points by collecting sets of market cards. Yeah. I can get points for controlling different tiles. Yeah. I can get points from acquiring genies. Yeah. I can acquire points by um, oh, I was uh, controlling palaces and palm trees. Yeah. Um, right, right there. I've I've already named like four or five things that I can score points and doing and money is points too right oh and so the oh, blue. yeah and, and the, the the blue meeple action is getting uh money and money is points and so but every time someone says point salad they always think of felt right and really what point salad is is that well there's so many ways to score points yeah 
or at least the way I think about it, is that there's so many ways to score points that how can you be the most efficient at scoring at scoring those points? What I've noticed too is how can you be efficient at taking away the opportunity for the next player to score points? Right. So this is a very, very, I would say it is a point salad type of game. It may not feel like it because really at any point in time, you don't know what the score is because <laughs> all of the scoring comes out at the very end of the game. Well, and those cards, man, those those can be like nitrous oxide for somebody's My, my wife system. is the master manipulator of the market cards. Um, our latest game that we played, I think the perfect score uh, on the market cards is if you get all nine different items. And there's some rares in there. Oh, yeah. There's some of them. There's only two of them in the deck. Yeah. Um, if you get all nine, um, I think it's like something like 70 points. <laughs> so, and so in our game, now, she, get, now get this. And she now, did it. This, no, no, she got a set of nine and she got a set of seven. <laughs> it was the, That's when you just throw the towel in. It's like, I'm done. It, 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 was, it was literally one third of her score. Oh. <laughs> she scored as, almost as many points on her market cards that my final score was in the whole game. It was it was bizarre, and I was trying to take it. I, I had a good market score myself, but not as good as as hers. So yeah, so there's a whole bunch of ways you can score these points. <laughs> and that, 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 that's the big. My wife will focus on. She will say, "No, there's only one way to score points." But I'm like, mm, "No, there's lots. There's lots. But there's one way that works for her." Yes. Yeah. And, and she and she's found a way to to take that away. Okay. So opinions. Uh, let's take a look at the box. The box has got some beautiful art. Days of Wonder. Oh, man. And, and that, what was his name? Clement, Clement Mason. This art, he, they, they, they've used his art on many, uh, many box covers in, 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 their, in their games. And they, it has that nice staying power. Like You look at this on a shelf, and it, your attention is drawn it's to it. It's elegant. Oh, and it's just, just so beautiful. Like, I want to get, like, prints of this made <laughs> and, and displayed in my house. Like, they're, they're, they are so, so good. Um, the components, well, like we can say, it, it, this is kind of like that, that, that taste. Like, you know when you're going to buy a Days of Wonder game? You know you're going to get quality. You're going to get some quality. And, yes, these have some nice – the meeples are nice. The player pawns are nice. There's even little camel meeples. There's wood. To, and they're, they're, yeah. the tiles are a nice thickness. Yeah. Um, the, 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 well, well they've, these... they've been known. I think they've created this for themselves that their name is synonymous with quality components in a, and a quality, um, you know, game inside the box. Oh, yeah. And, and, and a really nice, like, I, whenever they have a nice one of these, I always have to make sure it has a nice insert yeah. to hold your components. Like, I even have both expansions. And both expansions fit inside of this. Like they 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 have this planned. Nice ahead of time. Um, Tell me about the rule book. The rule book is very good, very straightforward. You can actually sit down. Like when I first got this game was only maybe a couple of years into when I was into the hobby. Um, I hadn't really discovered the online presence of learning games through YouTube videos yep. or Rodney Smith or any of those other things. So this was one of the first games that I actually learned by, I just read the rule book front to cover Old and, school. And, 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 ta and taught myself the game. And it flows very well. Um, they have really excellent examples of what the, what the different types of actions are going to be, how you take those actions, what are the order in which you take those actions. Um, 
now okay. this this for me this might not be a big thing but I love rule books that have nice big identifiable headers mm-hmm. so when you're looking for a detail you can just flip through and quickly scan to look at the header you're looking for and then dive into that area. Right. And, and, and they do that well. And they don't convolute the rule book with all like the little side things. They have really nice player aids yeah. that they explain all the different uh, uh, gin actions that are possible and a very nice like player turn structure uh, summarized on these little player sheets. Now, my qualm is that the player sheets are really, really big, like eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, big almost. Uh, so, and, and it's, and it's paper, but that's, that's just Again, a small yeah. qualm on my part. Uh, the game system. So the game system has got, it, let's break down a turn. Okay. So on the very first thing you're going to do is you're going to bid um, for the turn order. So let's just assume I lost the auction. <laughs> so you, so really all it is like, oh, I'm going to bid $1, $3, $5. I might bid $0. And if you bid $0, that's fine. But if somebody else bids $0 after you, um, you're actually bumped back yeah. on, on, on the turn order track. Like for being the first person to bid 0 you're going to end up going last, which is, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. That is actually what my wife does is she... she rarely she rarely ever bids she uh, i'll just take zero and then I'll wait zero. and then wait to to observe the board and see what her most efficient and that's what her comment was to me she's like this is not a game that you want to go first all the time yeah it's it's really beneficial actually being like second third and fourth because the board state's going to change so much that's what i've noticed it's just all over the place by the time it's your turn it's completely transformed. And I'm kind of starting to feel the same way as I take a look at the board state and I'm like, is it worth me bidding eight points right now to go first? Because in my mind, I better be able to get at least eight points. You got to cover on, your investment. On, 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 on my actions that I'm going to take. So after we bid, after we take our get our turn order, then we're going to take the actions. And our actions are going to be... Select all of the tribes. I'm going to use the word tribe. Yep. All of the meeples off of one tile. And then you're going to move them uh, orthogonally. And then when the last meeple you drop down, there already has to be a meeple of that color on the tile that you're going to drop down. Because that's going to be very important because now you get to take the tribe action of that color. And there are, well, in the original game, there are five, five. tribes. So there's five different actions you can take. If you drop down a yellow meeple, well, you just collect the yellow meeples, and every yellow meeple at the end of the game is worth a point. Or if you have the most the, yellow yeah. meeples, then you score an additional 10 points per player that you are beating. So it's kind of like... So a, in a two-player game, it's not massive. Like There's only yeah. one other player you're competing with, so you're going to score an extra 10 In a four-player game, though... That's a 40-point spread. That, that's, a, that's an extra 40 points if you have the most yellow yeah. of, the, of, the, of the meeples. And then the second place will get... 20 and the third place will right. get 10 so on and so forth so yeah plus one point for every one of the meeples that you yeah. have so kind of a set collecting in regards to the uh to the yellow meeples yeah the uh green meeples is however many you take that's how many cards you take from the front of the market uh the the market card uh row there's nine of them you take for how if i pick up three yellow uh, green meeples i take the first three cards in the in the market and yeah. then that's that set collecting uh, thing. If you drop down a blue meeple, then you get to count I think it's up. It's a merchant meeple, yeah. You get that count that up. Could be well, however many blue meeples you say, if I picked up two blue meeples, I now get to count how many blue tiles. There's two different types of tiles, red and blue. And 
how many blue tiles are around that tile. So if, let's say if there is four blue tiles, if I picked up two, it's just multiplication, two times yeah. four, I get $8. I actually get the money and I put it in front of me. Uh, the red, the, the red, the red meeples are the assassins. <laughs> and so this is actually, I one love of picking the, off two tiles. Well, the, the, uh, com- most common thing is if I pick up three red meeples, three assassins, I don't get to assassinate three things. Yeah. The three represents how many tiles away your range. I, I, I can, I can assassinate a meeple yeah. off that, off that tile, or I can assassinate a meeple in front of another player. And it's um, a yellow or a white, I believe. Right, right. Yeah. And I haven't covered the white meeples yet. And so the white meeples, if I take the white meeple action, those are just simply worth two points per meeple at the end of the game. Or you can spend them uh, for the, there's a one particular tile that is the, the gin action. If you have two of these white meeples, um, you get to summon a genie. And there's three available. And then you just spend two meeples and then you get to, you get to uh, select one. Which would have incredible powers too. Oh, they are they are they are game breaking powers. That most of them are once per turn. Yeah, that you can use. You can't just use it over and over and over again, but once per turn. And they all also carry uh, point values. And I've noticed this: the the lower the the lower the point value is on the genie, the more powerful the action is. So they they've they've uh, built in a balance to yeah, the genies. So, so they, there's some genies that are only worth like four points. But they have like one. They have some super crazy abilities, like drawing more genies off the top of the deck, or being able to claim tiles. So you either going for victory points, or you're going for genie power, right? Yeah. And then I think the most that there, I think there's some genies out there that are ten points, and they have a very weak action, like be able to put a palace down whenever you, an extra palace down. They'll open. A, they'll open a can of pop for you. And then after you take your your tribe action. Now you actually get, and then get to take the tile action that you landed on. And they, these are very straightforward. There's either like, there's some of them where it just says, oh, if you end here, you put a palace down or you put a palm tree yeah. down. They're worth points at the end of the game. For whoever owns the tile. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that too. And then there's, um, there's market tiles where it's like you spend $3 and take one of the first three market cards or spend $6 and take two of the first six yeah. market cards. Um, and then there's the genie, summon the genie tile. I think that's actually all of them. I think you pretty much hit all of them, yeah. And one thing that I didn't mention is when I put down the last meeple and I put down a red meeple and there was only just red meeples left and I clear off that tile, well, now I get to put one of my camels down and I've claimed that tile. And the victory points. And the tile is worth for somewhere between like 4 to 15 points yeah. for, for, the, for the tile. I think I did. I get it all. I think you got it all. No. Some of the market. Oh, some of the market cards are these. This is where there's some real controversy in the very first the edition. Fakirs. Yes, in the newer editions, they are uh, these these fakirs. These. Uh, <laughs> I always laugh whenever I try to say. I don't think I'm saying it right. The fakirs. Um, yeah, the, we're, the, 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 the guy. The guys that play the flute and the little snake starts dancing. The snake charmers. Um, but in the, in the first edition of the game, they were actually referred to as slave cards. And there was a depicting of, of a man with a chain around his neck and a ball or, or a ball and chain around his ankle. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an impressive image. Absolutely. It, it was very, but it was also a symbol of, of the time period that they're trying to portray. Yeah. And, but I and, do appreciate the fact that when it was brought to their attention, 
that there was a segment of population that wasn't too happy about this, that Days of Wonder immediately went, okay, second edition, we'll correct that for you. Thank you right. very much. Right, and all expansions afterwards um, used the new, the new types of cards, the, the, the Fakir cards. Yeah. That, yeah. So I keep and, trying and, to say and, this and, without and, laughing. <laughs> and they even, they even went to, if you were a first edition owner that you can buy... You, replace you, your cards. You replace your cards with these with these new yeah. ones so that you can keep and up the time. And as a company goes, I mean that's that's respectful. I mean that, that yeah. public image wise, that now, was good for them. Now, now, what were the purpose of these cards? Well, they just used to um, boost certain actions. So when you summon a genie, instead of using two white meeples, you could use a white meeple and a fakir card. Yeah. To summon a genie. And with the blues, uh, you can use a, a fakir card to. Um, to increase the number of blue meeples that you uh, that you collected by one, or um, in the purpose of the assassin, you can in- increase the range yes. that you can assassinate by with by using these cards. So yeah, just a wild card. And some of the gins, some of the genies, um, have we'll, a cost. Yeah, we'll require that as a cost. We'll require uh, using either a white meeple or one of these cards as a cost. Okay, I think I, I think I got it down now. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this game, and it all flows well. Now, out of this whole game, if I was to ask you, what's the most unique mechanism? The I don't think there's anything unique other than the 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 movement, and so then when I end my my turn, I I get, I get two actions. I think that's one of the more yeah. unique that you actually get to do two things on on that particular. So turn. the so it's not necessarily a unique mechanism, but a unique system. Yeah, it, it, the way they combined it all into yeah. one game, um, it was was it was very unique uh, unique in its in its own sense. Uh, so I'm just yeah I'm just commenting on if it all can if it all connects. I think it all does. Now again, theme is kind of pasted on here. Uh, I don't feel like I am a, a a sultan commanding the tribes of of Nakali here, so that I can strategically form them. Uh, it, it's an, it's another really cool puzzle. Yeah, solve the puzzle on. and do it better than the other person. And this game, the very early stages, if you are like me, you will sit there, look at the board for a very <laughs> long time trying to figure out what the heck am I supposed to do right now? I'm going to take this opportunity to introduce a new saying. And I, I, I'm assuming it's a new saying, but we have, you know, AP, analysis mm. paralysis. I've got DC, decision coma. Decision constipation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been some. Yeah. There's that look. I think I might have to have to change that because yeah. There's some unique facial expressions with people who are stuck on a decision with this oh, game. Oh, I, I sit there and I look like I'm trying to crunch out a number two for a while. <laughs> okay, we're 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 still general. I don't I don't want to have to change the uh, classification on this, or add beeps. I can add beeps, but that just takes us into a whole nah, new that, level. That's a whole new level of editing so, that we don't. So you get think into. this all connects together? As far as the system, the Moncala, the, the yeah, yeah, and I mean I agree with you too. Yeah, the, the, it's a very and again you score all your points at the very. Well, oh, I didn't mention when the game ends. Like yes. you, you, some people might be thinking about well, you're, you're just going to be moving these things around the board. Is you this go thing, for you play for five days, folks. <laughs> is, is it is there any point when does this end? Yeah, uh, everybody has a set number of the camels, and so the game will end in the round that one person uses their last camel to claim a tile on the board or if there's no more legal moves uh, on the board like sometimes you'll get spread pretty thin you'll clean the board out that you did you physically can't move a meeple or a set of meeples to end on another uh one with that color to perform a legal move yeah yeah so that but there's there's some things in the expansions that'll 
Ryan, can you please conclude for me uh, your opinion? Your put they put that all together. Okay, so <laughs> this is no surprise if anybody knows me at all. This is one of my top ten favorite games of all time. It, like, I think right now he everyone, just readjusted himself in the chair oh, oh, to yeah, like got, got to tingle, let rip this final tingling. conclusion. Yeah, um, I think currently when I last looked at my top ten, I think this one's sitting at about number four Ooh. all time. Ooh. We enjoy the puzzle of this game so much. This is even one of my wife's favorite games. Like even just on just this past Saturday night, we played Five Tribes, both expansions include. And all my wife said, I said, do you want to play a game tonight? She's like, I'm really tired. Um, let's play a game that I already know. I was like, ooh, opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I brought up Five Tribes. Like, is this one's going to be okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, that, that one's nothing. But <laughs> that the, one's nothing. Yeah, but your wife's an accountant. <laughs> I know, but she's not a gamer. Yeah. She's not a gamer. But for somebody like that to say, yeah, this is, when somebody looks at this, this is a physically daunting to look at if you're an outsider and you have no nothing, no nothing oh, about a, five tribes. It's a Jackson Pollock painting. But once you sit down, it's actually a fairly smooth system. You bid for your turn order. You clear a, you clear a tile of the meeples. You drop them down. Take two actions. Live, live on your day. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. So this is obviously going to have much staying power. The variability in this game is through the roof. Yeah. Um, the order in which the gins come out, the order in which the modular board is set up, um, it's it's through it's through the roof. Obviously, me saying this is one of my top ten favorite, it's it's gotten there for a while because we played this game. This was one of the first games that we bought as a couple, and yeah, it's, it's I don't know what I don't know what more to say. I just love this game so much. You're and you're hitting on what I've noticed with myself too is that. You've said that you lose this game a lot to your wife, oh, but I, you love the game. I love this game. I think if I looked at my BG stats, <laughs> I think <laughs> over the past four years of owning this game, I think I've won twice. So you're the Cleveland Browns <laughs> of five <laughs> tribes. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, just, let's just get this straight out. Yeah. So, but I love this game so much. And, I don't know if it's the appeal to me that I need to beat my wife at, at it at eventually. I didn't hint on the two-player game that two players, you get actually get uh, two actions per round. Yeah. And sometimes, based on the bidding, you can actually take your two actions one right after you another. You can back, back it. Absolutely. It's not necessarily you're going to alternate. You're going to say, well, she takes an action, then I get to take two actions. So maybe I can maneuver the pieces around the board so that I can set up my, a really good second action. Set yourself action. up on the first move and then my knock it out of the My wife is the park master coming. of setting up for the <laughs> second movement. It is amazing to watch. She'll Babe Ruth that ball out of the park. So, well, I just did two sports metaphors. Look at that. Nice. <laughs> so I love this game. Everybody should give this game a chance at some point in time. The expansions make it so much better. Um, especially the Artesians of Nakala now makes this six tribes instead of five tribes, which I've had a problem with for a while now. I don't know why they introduced <laughs> I've got to put a sticker tribe. on the box now that says six. <laughs> and then the new one, the whims of the Sultans adds new tiles and goal cards that mm -hmm. you can try to achieve. Like It's super cool. The super amount of replayability. So you're, you're pretty much, this is... Everybody go and buy this, this game. This is a must. Must. And uh, I, I, I'm staring at my copy right now, and uh, I, I, I think I was of that group of, this is a good game, I should have it, 
but I've now I've started playing it more, you know, more frequently. And, we, and we've got friends that own this game as well because they they've come over to my house and I've given my best sales pitch and I get super <laughs> excited about this. And Tell me what I'm gonna do. And and they only have and when we go over and they only have just the base game. Um, I'm fine with that too. Yeah. I'm fine with just the base game is so good and elegant the way it is. Well, and I think from when you were describing too about how when you play with your wife. There's also that element. I don't mind losing at a game if I've learned something from somebody else's play. Oh, that's so, a good point. Yeah, like, I mean, just like in any sport, you're not going to get better unless you're playing against someone who can beat you, mm-hmm. right? So I, that's, I think that's what I appreciate the most about games I like, that I like losing at is because I've always got something to learn from those people who have, you know, a better right. aptitude. Now this is also for I'm I'm praising this game because obviously I'm biased because uh, I love this game we've played it so much. This is not a game for everybody though. Some people just say, "Well, this is just a this is just an act, activity," and I'm scoring I'm scoring points, kind of like much like Dragon Castle. Some people will say, "Look at that," they're like, "I don't really see much of a game yeah. here." Um, and the same could be said with this game. Um, they could just say, "Oh, I'm just moving pieces around the board the, to the best of my abilities to score the most points." And that's why I like those types of games. Yeah. I love these types of games. And this is where my tastes have evolved over. I love heavy, heavy, heavy games now. Um, I love like Twilight Imperium and space adventures and stuff like that. But I love just coming down and sitting down for a while and say, okay, we've got a puzzle. Let's try to solve this puzzle now. Yeah. I mean, just like back to that whole music industry. Not everybody likes jazz. There's some great jazz, but not everybody likes jazz. Not everybody likes heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. Death metal. Chicka chugga wugga. <laughs> All right. So uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little wrap up because this is becoming one of our longest episodes, but I could continue talking about both these games because Well, I could I can continue talking about five tribes. Like I, I could just even go into strategies now that I've developed and we, I've seen my wife develop. We might have to have a little conjecture about game strategies. Hey, maybe that's another topic for another show. Oh, Game strategies. An- another thing that we're going to add to the list of things that we're probably but might. But we can have a conjecture, right? We can have opinions and conclusions about game strategies. All right. And they're supposed to be based on an incomplete information. Incompl- so my, yeah, my first would be, and we've talked about this before. When I'm learning a game, I like to hit the gas pedal and hang on to the steering wheel. And even if it slams into the wall... What did I learn? Well, here, and, I, and, I'm Take s- left. and I'm sitting at the game that's sitting off to the right, right, right now, Norm's t- teaching me um, London by Martin Wallace. Second edition, yeah. And this is my first playthrough, and I'm already starting to develop AP. <laughs> Norm's just like, just play now. Just, 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 just play a card. Quit shuffling your cards. Play. Quit shuffling. Yeah, quit doing what you do. So let's move to the closing of this, and I reluctantly am going to uh, um, wrap this up but uh, with much reluctance, I'm going to say thank you very much for listening. I'm Norm. And I'm Ryan. Go by Five Tribes. <laughs> and you've been listening to Cardboard Conjecture. Thanks a lot. We are Bridge City Board Gamers, and you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on YouTube. And you can also find us on Twitter at BC Board Gamers. We have a Facebook page, Saskatoon Tabletop Games Community, and on Board Gaming Geek, Guild number 3039.